You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hi, folks. Be sure to visit my website at dr-history.com for a short personal video message to listen to the latest stories and to leave a comment. Howdy, folks. Dr. History here with another story from the Old West. Now, those of you that may have listened last week, we talked about the Pony Express and Pony Bob and Thomas King and some of the other great writers. But, you know, a lot of action happened around the uh, stage stations. And that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. You know, there's a lot of romantic stories connected with the Pony Express service. And this story kind of goes along that line. There's a guy by the name of Whipsaw. And if he ever had any other name than this, nobody knew. Well, Whipsaw had been for many years a trapper until he became a station agent of the Pony Express on the Platte River. One day, while Whipsaw was in his lonely camp, attending to his work and packing his pelts, mending his traps, and the like, a Sioux Indian brought to him a captive Pawnee child, about two years old. Well, the little boy was naked and almost frozen. The Sioux Indian desired to get rid of the boy, and he wanted the trapper to take him. Now, Whipsaw, he was a kind-hearted guy and full of pity, and so he didn't hesitate for a moment, but he traded a knife for the helpless little baby. The old trapper took care of the young Pawnee, clothed him, uh, put moccasins on his little feet, uh, made a soft doe-skin jacket for him. When the young Pawnee had reached the age of four years old, the old trapper was hired to take charge of one of the overland stations on the line of the Pony Express. The old agent began to love this young boy, and in turn, the Pawnee baby loved his white father. As the little fellow grew, he, interestingly enough, had a kind of a hatred for dark-skinned uh, people. In other words, he didn't like Indians, uh, which is odd, because that's what he was. At times, many of the friendly Indians would visit the station. On every occasion, the young Pawnee would try to do them some injury, once when he was only four years old and a party of friendly Indians had uh, ridden up to the station, the young boy quietly crept to where the horses were, cut their ropes, and stampeded all of them. And another time he made an attempt to kill an Indian who had stopped at the station. Well, you may have heard this, that the uh, Indians oftentimes have a lot better alertness and acuteness for uh, listening. And the baby Pawnee was this way. He could hear the footsteps of a bear or the scratching of a panther or even the tramp of a horse's hoof on the soft sod long before the old trapper could make out the slightest sound. He could always tell when the Pawnee or the Pony Express rider was approaching miles before he was in sight. If in the daytime and at night, many minutes before the old trapper's ears, which were pretty darn good also, could distinguish the slightest sound. The boy was christened Little Cayuse because his ears could catch the sound of an approaching horse long before anyone else could hear it. 
Well, in the middle of the night, while his white father was sound asleep, the little Pawnee would wake him hurriedly and say, Cayuse, Cayuse, whenever the Pony Express was due. And the rider who was to take the place of the one nearing the station would get up quickly, put the saddle on his own horse, and be all ready to take off as soon as the rider arrived. And he would hit the trail. It was never too cold or too warm for this uh, handsome little boy to get up and give a sort of a welcome to the tired uh, rider that had just come in. The young Pawnee had a very strange love for horses. He would always hug the animals as they came off their long trip. He would pat their horses, kind of rub their nose, and just uh, kind of love on these horses. And he always used the word cayuse, cayuse, which means uh, horse in some Indian dialects. Well, the little boy was known to every rider on the trail from St. Joe to Sacramento. Now, keep in mind, Indians were always on the alert to steal the horses that belonged to the stations. But where little Cayuse was living, there never made, never was a successful uh, raid. And he often saved the animals by warning of the approach of Indians. Well, the boy never failed to notify the men of the approach of anything that walked. Uh, so famous did he become that his wonderful powers were at last known at the headquarters of the great company. And the president actually sent little Cayuse a beautiful rifle just fitted to his uh, small stature. And this before he had reached the age of six. So he was quite the little boy, quite an amazing little young man. Well, one cold night after midnight, uh, Whipsaw, the old man, happened to get out of bed, and he found the little Pawnee sitting upright in his bed, apparently listening to some sound. So Whipsaw whispered, Horses? No, replied the little Pawnee. Better go to sleep, said Whipsaw. Little Cayuse only shook his head. The station boss then turned to the other men and said, Wake up, all of you, something's going wrong. What's the matter, inquired one of the riders. I don't know, replied the boss, but Cayuse keeps listening with them wonderful ears of his, and when I told him to go to sleep, he only shook his head, and that boy never makes a mistake. It was long after dark, again, midnight, past midnight, uh, and the Pony Express rider was overdue by about two hours. Well, the little Pony looked at the men and said, Quote, long time, no, no cayuse, no cayuse. In other words, the horse has not come in. The rider has not made it here. They then realized what the Pawnee meant. It was nearly two o'clock in the morning. The rider from the east was more than two hours behind. The men sat up very uneasy. They felt that something had gone wrong, as it was beyond the possibility for any rider, if alive, to be so much behind the schedule of time. Well, they waited uh, for the sound of the horse's feet. Cayuse, who was still in his bed, suddenly sprang from his bed and, creeping cautiously out of the door, carefully placed his ear to the ground. The men, meanwhile, watched him. He then came back and said, quote, heap Cayuses. In other words, there's a bunch of horses out there. Well, it was not the sound of the rider's horse, but a band of Sioux Indians. Little Cayuse took his uh, a rifle from the peg. He walked to the door, out into the darkness, Then he crept along the trail, his ears alert. The men seized their rifles at the same moment and followed the little little boy to guard him from being taken by surprise. 
Now, all around this cabin, the boss had taken the precaution when he first took charge to dig a trench deep enough to hide a man to be used as a rifle pit. In other words, a ditch that you could hide in and peek over and shoot if you had to. Well, it was to one of these ditches that little Cayuse took himself and the men followed the child's example. They took up a position on either side of him, lying there without speaking a word, even in a whisper, the determined men and the brave little Cayuse waited to see what was going to happen. Well, soon the band uh, of horse thieves arrived, Indians, obviously, about an eighth of a mile from the door of the station. They got off their animals and Indian fashion, they actually crawled toward the corral. They were going to steal some horses. Well, On they came, little expecting that they had long since been discovered, and that preparation was already made for their reception. One of them came so near the men hidden in the pit that the boss declared he could have reached out and touched him. Now, there happened to be six Indians. On reaching the door of the uh, cabin, uh, the Indians stopped for a minute. They listened. They couldn't hear anything. They slowly pushed the door open and entered the cabin one after another, all six of them. Well, now had come the moment which the boss had been waiting patiently. Uh, He rose to his feet, and without saying a word, he intended to charge the cabin, although there were six Indians and only three of them. Well, the rider who had been waiting for the arrival of the other, uh, he placed his rifle on the ground, and Whipsaw and the other rider each took a revolver in each hand. So they each had two revolvers, and they started walking towards the door. Well, they knew that the fight would be short and hot, so with the little cayuse between them, they arrived at the entrance. Now, the Sioux heard them, evidently, and came rushing out, but it was too late. The Pony Express men opened fire, and two Indians hit the dust. As the white men fired again, two more hit the dust, and only two were left. Well, the rider got shot in the shoulder, but he kept on with his revolver despite the pain, while the boss, Whipsaw, who had fired all his shots, he was empty, and he actually threw his gun, his pistol, at the other Indian. Well, when Little Cayuse kept peppering the other with small shot from his rifle, uh, then the Indian at whom the boss had thrown his revolver came at him with a knife, and Little Cayuse, watching his chance, got up close and shot. Well... Both of the men were weak from loss of blood, and when they recovered a little, they found the horses that uh, the Indians had ridden and that of the express rider. So about a mile further down the trail, they found the dead body of the rider who had been shot. His pony still had the saddle on and the mail pouch, which the Indians had not disturbed. They didn't want that. Well, in the morning, the men carried the remains of the unfortunate rider to the cabin and buried it near the station. But if it had not been for the plucky uh, uh, little Pawnee boy, more they probably would have all been killed. But this little Pawnee, little Cayuse, he had uh, such acute hearing and uh, was able to warn them of what was coming. Now, as I mentioned earlier, uh, more Pony Express uh, station agents were killed than actually uh, the Pony Express riders. But The Pony Express was short-lived. It only lasted about 18 months. It was a financial failure for the people that started it. But it still holds a lot of romance uh, as we think about uh, the dashing young men and how brave they were summer and winter to travel through mountains at night, through snow, through heat, through all the things that they went through. 
So it's kind of, it is kind of a romantic thought, but uh, these uh, these uh, Pony Express men were some of the bravest and best horsemen around at the time. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that little story about uh, uh, Little Cayuse and Whipsaw, and hope you continue to listen, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>